Hi. Good morning. I love you. Holy shit. It's been a hot minute. Um, for many reasons. <laughs> but you guys, I am transforming into a better version of myself as we currently speak. So last weekend um, was beautiful. We had my friend Aaron and I hosted a hat making bar, which is where you get a hat, uh, kind of Western style or fedora, which was also Western style. And then you put all of your creative juices into it and make it your own. And it was amazing. And there were a bunch of amazing people there as well. And that really got some like creative juices flowing within my whole being. Um, and then, well, Saturday night, my mom went into the ER. And if you know my family, you know that we don't go to the ER unless we just got a leg chopped off. She did not get a leg chopped off. However, she had extreme pain in her lower abdomen, in her left kidney. And she started um, passing blood and blood clots. So they went into the ER did a CT scan and they found a mass. So let's see, that was on, well, basically Sunday. So she was miserable Sunday and urology called on Monday to schedule an appointment for Tuesday. So I went and picked up my sister and we drove down to La Crosse and met my parents. Well, we went to their house and then drove down to La Crosse. And they did a scope of her bladder, checking everything out, and took a sample to see if it was cancerous. So they said two to three days, and if it's cancerous, we'll take the kidney. If it's not, then we'll do something else. So, (laughs) uh, well, okay. This week has just been holy shit. But, um... It was Wednesday, Thursday morning. Mom sent me a screenshot saying it was like the picture of her, my chart. And it said free of urethological, God, did I say that right? Cancer of the um, urinary system. Urological, uro, urethological. No, urolo, uro, whatever. Well, you can look it up, but... So it said that um, she did not have cancer present. However, it's always best to do a biopsy just to make sure type of thing. So she does have the biopsy scheduled for next week. But holy shit, what a roller coaster, man. And not only that, like, (laughs) for some reason, my brother called me on Sunday and told me what was going on. And I, like... When he called me, it's like I just knew something was up. Because he called me right when I got to church. And my family knows that I go to Grandpa's TV church at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Well, I didn't call him back until after I got home. And and he calls me. He's like, have you talked to Mom or Dad? And I'm like... And in that moment, I envisioned myself way back in November of the year before last as my brother called me and was telling me that my dad had a heart attack. I could see myself in that moment, but in this moment, I was like enveloped in 
like warm honey-like motherly nurturing love with the message that everything is going to be just fine my heart didn't drop you know through my asshole like I didn't feel anxiety or anything it was just very calm and so I you know took one moment at a time throughout the week and it was it was I was my intuition was correct and so we've been you know moving through this process which is it's weird for like a family that doesn't conventional medicine for anything because we go in and you know the doctors are all telling us well this is a plan this is the protocol this is how it goes down you know but I just don't have a whole lot of faith in that system so and my family doesn't either like we've never needed it for we've been able to use like medicine of the earth or what God has to offer in order to heal ourselves. So, but what this experience has brought about, I feel like within my family, especially is that healing of the mother wound. (laughs) It's just something that gets brought up over and over again. And now if you guys know my mom, which you basically do because I talk about her all the time because she's just a nugget of goodness and unconditional love. Like she's my, she's my greatest teacher. So, um, she is just calm and collected and cool. And her and dad went out on a date the other night and she's doing awesome. She's not in any pain right now. And, um, the bleeding has ceased and things like that, but it's, I think for each of my family members, it has brought up like some type of, you know, remembrance of what we need to work on, like a reminder of what we as individuals need to work on. And it is, it's all tied to that healing the mother wound. Like for my dad, now my dad growing up was loving, but stern you know what I mean? Like he also one of my greatest teachers. He, he could be soft. He could be soft, but it was very rare for him to show that. Now, fast forward to me and my siblings being adults and my brother having two young children. And my, my brother is like, he is such a 50, 50. He is such my mom, but he's such my dad. Like he's a hard ass, but he's, such a wuss and it's beautiful so he takes care of his kids like so much differently than my dad took care of us you know my dad won the bread and came in at night and sometimes he tucked us in and rubbed his fucking five o'clock shadow on our soft little cheeks and but he was always firm and loving and Jacob is like that but he is also such a barb because his kids like he does all of the things with them you know he changes the diapers he cooks his family meals every night when he gets home from work and he's just so good he it's so beautiful to watch him dad because he's so fucking good at it so I think that my dad witnessing that for the last couple years um has really also softened him so fast forward to now mom's like not feeling good and dad's like 
taking care of her and nurturing her and loving her and making sure she's, you know, and it's just, I think a lot of it is too, I haven't talked to him about this yet, but I think the remembrance of, like, he went through this with his own mother and that's how she passed was she had um, stomach cancer when he was very young. So I think a lot of that, and he he witnessed his mother as, you know, the earth angel. And I think that that probably brought up a lot of stuff for him to look at and to consider. And that's why he became like mom's, you know, nurturer in, in the time she needed him most. And then there's me who is like this Barb's I strive to be like Barb in so much so that I like take on some of her wounding, which is weird to say, but my mom had so much in her life that she carried the weight of and she made it, I've said this a bazillion times, but she's made it a point to change the course of direction for this lineage and be do things differently and be an amazing mother which she fucking is the epitome of what it means to mother I feel so I just like I strive to be like that I I when I was originally like thinking about doing an episode about this I took some notes and I was like well what what constitutes a good mother? One that lets their child lap up water disgustingly in the background while we record a very important episode. <laughs> but I wrote down a list of like all these things that makes makes an amazing mom and it was it just defined my mom. And then I looked at it and I was like, "Man, how could I work on some of this shit?" Oh, I sure can. But when it comes to when it comes to the mothership, we shit rolls downhill, you know, and the things that maybe we we harbor or we hold on to aren't even ours to hold. Like the pains that if, say you're like me and your mom is fucking amazing, you try to take away her pain. Not even like, oh, let me take that for you. I'm going to hold that burden now. It's not even like that. It's just being an empath and being compassionate and seeing some of her pain come through, especially when it comes to the fucking kidneys. Okay, there is an association with that. Um, an emotional and mental aspect that that causes these types of things to happen. And I'm like, oh, how many of these things am I doing? Am I going to, you know, manifest kidney problems if I don't shape up? And the answer is fuck yes. <laughs> it is. So what I'm doing now is, I think I told you guys a couple last week or something about the book Fast Like a Girl by Dr. Mindy Peltz. Um, 
I'm on my second go around. I've almost finished it again, but she's got a 30 day fasting plan that she maps out according to your menstrual cycle. And you guys, wow. It's weird, but had I not started doing this a couple weeks prior to the shit show that happened this week, like I, I feel like I would have handled it totally differently and I probably would have spiraled. But I started day one of my fast with day one of my menstrual cycle. And so far, it's basically blowing me away. <laughs> and currently, I am halfway through a three-day fast, 72 hours. And I'm actually going to go probably closer to 80 because this is why this book is so brilliant. Like, it tells you exactly how long it takes your body to heal certain aspects based on how long you do not consume food. Now, I've been drinking a ton of water. Um, I've been drinking a little bit of mineral water, a little bit of tea, a little bit of coffee, but consuming absolutely nothing that has potential to raise my blood sugar. Simply because... um, So... In this book, she says that one or two 72-hour fasts per year is really, really good preventative maintenance for cancer. And it's really good for people with cancer. It's really good for people with autoimmune disease because once you hit that 72-hour mark, your body begins to produce its own stem cells and if any of you know anything about stem cells you know that people pay huge amounts of money to have like stem cells injected into injuries and stuff to speed up the healing process but our body can has the ability to create these on our own so as I'm thinking about um doing this and if you have experience with fasting um and you typically do anyway, I would highly suggest doing a 24 to 36 to 72 hour fast as soon as possible. But if you've never fasted, there is like, you do have to prepare yourself for it because you can't just jump into it and, you know, be a brand new renewed whole body three days later. Um, you can, if you don't do it right, you can have like toxins dump into your system and, you can actually have a really bad reaction to it. So you kind of, you have to have a little bit of know-how. That's why I so much recommend this book, Fast Like a Girl. Um, it's, it's just brilliant. Like it makes somebody, like a guy like me, who's nowhere near a doctor to understand how the female should fast to support her hormones, especially since I'm on the cusp of 40 and I'll be entering the menopausal. I mean, I can already tell the changes that are happening in my hormones. So in order to go through that, that, um, that era of my life with ease, I'm going to set myself up for success right now. And fasting does do that. I'm, you know, I need to like reach out to this doctor and see if I can do an episode with her because she's just brilliant. I think she'd do it. 
I'm actually, I'm so excited because the end of March, Amanda and I are getting on a jet plane and going to Phoenix and I actually get to sit through her um, conference that Hay House is having a, it's like an author's conference. They Hay House is a publishing company that publishes um, self-help, um, spiritual, and just these beautiful books. All the authors from Hay House are just amazing. So Amanda and I are going to see a whole bunch of them in Phoenix in March. And I actually get to see her and I get to, I'm going to have all of this put into practice and so that I can get the most out of her, the session with her, Dr. Dr. Mindy. So I'm really super pumped about that because you guys, I feel like this is the first day of the rest of my life. Now, have I been hungry in the last, let's see, it, it started at 10 p.m. on Thursday. So I am at right now 38 hours without consuming food. I woke up this morning feeling like a fucking champ, okay? I felt amazing and I was like, ooh. I um, got up and I had some electrolytes, which was me licking my finger, sticking it in the Celtic sea salt bag and putting my finger back in my mouth and then slamming a 12-ounce glass of water. <laughs> and then... I brewed my coffee and I put some MCT oil, a little bit of grass-fed butter and some full fat heavy cream, like maybe a not quite a tablespoon. And I went into my office, my studio, my sanctuary and I started painting. <laughs> I bought myself some watercolors the other day. I have not used a watercolor since uh, the 1900s. But um, Amanda and I are also taking this incredible apothecary class. And our project, like our project for the year, is to create a book of wisdom with all of our wisdoms, everything we learn this year and everything we feel like a legacy book, something we want to leave behind to our loved ones. So I, this week I started drawing again. Okay. I do not draw. I've not drawn since Mr. Higgins art class in the eighth grade. Like I, I didn't even take any art classes in high school, which is wild. I wish I would have, but I haven't, arted in that way since and for whatever reason there's like some inner child shit coming out and I'm creating this book of wisdom and it's like an old style it's like a big ass book like something you'd see you know the Ark of the Covenant type shit like it's <laughs> got this beautiful cover with moons on it and the pages are like that um old tea stained uneven like papyrus type and it's just beautiful and it takes like I felt it and I'm like this is gonna take a watercolor so I sketched all of my what's in it is like the things um medicine of the earth okay so like for January we worked with amber and pomegranate and black cohosh and um a couple of different essential oils and all the ingredients that we worked with this month I'm putting into this beautiful book of wisdom so that 
like, hey, this is what a rose, rose hip seed does. And it'll help me to um, create all of my future creations in the form of apothecary or perfumery or aromatherapy or because that's, I don't know, I decided today that I'm just going to be an artist of all the things. So I've been watercoloring, I've been (laughs) getting back to like my childhood roots because this was all stuff that I did with my mom all throughout my childhood. She's a creative, she's a beautiful artist and like it's just, it's so wild how doing things that I did with her when I was a child is helping me to um, intuit, I guess, what I need to work on within myself physically and mentally and emotionally. (laughs) So this week has been crazy, but fuck has it been full of blessings. Just full of blessings. So I kind of just wanted to pop in to tell you what's up and (laughs) why I've been kind of MIA lately, but because I've been healing that beautiful mother wound. Well, it's beautiful after you heal or it's beautiful when you're healing it. Yeah, it's all about the fucking journey, man. So mm, I think that one of the best things that we can do for ourselves, especially when we have strained or non-existent relationships with the maternal line, is go back to that child version of you and give her what she needed. Give yourself what she needed at that time. And my mom was always medicine. I mean, she was always like creative medicine. That's just what she exudes. So I was very blessed and very fortunate to have that. But what I'm seeing is bringing that back in my life right now is some of the most powerful healing I believe that I can do in this time. Because <laughs> y'all know I'm going to keep healing. Because it's never going to stop because there's so much shit to heal. <laughs> However, I feel that I've finally come to a place where I I don't get stressed out about it. I know there's a lot of shit to heal. We all have it. We all have it. Every single last one of us. Because we're human. But I've come to a place where I'm really enjoying doing that part of the work. And putting my hands on it. And allowing myself to feel. To truly feel. Because with this fast also comes... Okay, so... I'm realizing how much I've maybe numbed myself with food. And I eat pretty clean, but I don't I can't tell you how many times in the last 36 38 hours I've been like, "Oh, I get, I'm going to get a snack." Oh yeah, no, I can't. And 
typically it's when an emotion comes up and it might be a a positive emotion but it typically like a negative one if you have one pop up it's like okay I need to numb that with something outside of me and that's when I find I am like oh I need something I need something to shove in my face to shut these fucking feelings down so it's really shining light on you know the externals that we might use to not feel And food is, I love food. Oh, I love food. But now, like, and what I've learned too reading this book is you can't just jump back into a, you know, eating, like, all the time, whatever you want. As soon as you're done with a fast, like, you have to ease yourself back into it. Like, with ketobiotic foods that encompass, you know, all of the things that your body needs to ease back into a sugar burner state which just means my um or a fat burner I don't even know read the book oh my god there's just so much but it's just so good um but yeah I'm realizing that like and even too um well we had a basketball game last night it was Friday night and typically on Friday nights if we have an early basketball game we go out for a fish fry or a burger or a pizza or you know and have a couple drinks and it was like after the basketball game we just go home and um my husband was trying to fast but he was like oh I can't do this I should have prepared my body I'm like yeah it doesn't work if you don't give yourself some time but he is very intrigued by what's happening with me, so he's going to kind of dive into it, too. Dudes are different, though. They can kind of fast however the fuck they want, and they get all the results they want. But for a woman, you must be tapped into where your hormones are at to make it work the most effectively for you. So maybe that was a lot of rambling. I don't really care. (laughs) I just wanted you to know what's been going on these last, well, basically the last week, I guess. But we are just past Imbolc, which is the halfway point between um, solstice and equinox and solstice. Halfway point between winter and spring, okay? (laughs) Solstice and equinox, yes. Um, So... If you don't know this, if you plan to plant flowers and things this spring, this is the week to start your seeds. Plus, we're at a new moon at the end of, I believe it's Friday next week. So your seeds have a much better chance of germinating at this time. Just saying. Get your hands in the dirt. Get some grounding. Okay? All right, y'all. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your weekend. I hope you have a beautiful Saturday. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy some outside time. I know I will be. I'm doing nothing but creating the rest of the weekend and doing fucking taxes. But that's so that when I step into Monday and I can have food and my taxes are done, it's probably going to be the best fucking Okay, I'll talk to you real soon. I love you. Go love yourself.